We're really excited because Saddleback Worship recently released its first full-length album called Alive and Well. And so today on today's episode, you're going to hear from Josh Miller. Josh is a worship leader and songwriter on our staff team who led the project along with a couple other key contributors, Mike Kopolis and Tati. They're just really dear uh, contributors here and have really spearheaded such significant movements and moments with our team. So let's dive straight away into today's conversation. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lead with Worship. My name's Josh, and I'm one of the worship leaders here at Saddleback Church. I'm in here today with Mike Kopolis and Tati Ortiz, um, just dear friends of mine. Um, Tati looks after um, our videos and visuals, and and our when we create those videos and, and visuals that help pull people in and tell the story um, in a new and creative way. And Mike, um, who's been on team for a long time, looks after our production and really helps to steer the songwriting community and and the different projects that we uh, feel God is called us has called us to steward. And and I'm one of the one of the songwriters and part of the team that helps put these albums and songs together and i don't know i'm just really excited guys um to talk about alive and well um uh, an album that our team and our church recently released during a really unique season and not to just talk about that project but also talk about why we do that or why we even carve out time to to put pen to paper and to kind of get a pulse as to where our church is and where we're heading. I think I think it's really important. I think it's really important for churches to do that and to make space for that. Um, and it doesn't have to be everyone doing it the same way, but I do think that there's um, value in creating space for creatives to to write songs and release songs that mark a church's, you know, season and where they're at and where they're heading. And so I'm really excited um, to talk about that. Um, and I'm excited to talk with you guys about it. Yeah. I know you're very Let's excited. Let's talk. Too. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Tati's like, when you're done talking, I'll be able to comment. But, <laughs> but I, I kind of want to dive into different different things. Um, but I know both of you were such key contributors to the album, and you both grew up in church. I know I did. Um and maybe Mike will start with you and just maybe talk a little bit about um, how growing up in church prepared you um, to create for the church. Mm. Let's see. I mean, music for me, um, particularly creating and just playing music, started in my high school group mm. in church. And it was the place where... Um, my youth leader facilitated an opportunity for me to serve, even when I felt like my skill sets weren't quite prepared to play on a stage in front of people or lead people. And, you know, I, even looking back, I don't even know if I really understood what leading was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> as, as much as I was just terrified to play guitar in front of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but gosh, it, it, it molded and shaped everything that I do in terms of, creation and why I create. 
um, you know, we create in inside and outside of the church, but you know, with the purpose of of Christ in our life, you know, we're we're creating to be like our maker, and so yeah. I think just um, growing in those skill sets in high school prepared me for desiring to do music for a living. Um, all the meanwhile, being so rooted in my church that prepared me for my position here at the church. Yeah, and um, and through all that has obviously. Uh, um, transformed into an album that we can be really proud of that our church can sing and um, so I think it's just uh, you know all that preparation over a long period of time um, and learning what it means to steward your your gifts and talents and and use them for the right purpose yeah that's so great Tati what about you um, so I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Me too. Me <laughs> in too. Puerto Pentecostal Rico. kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baptist over here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of ways to praise God with different mm. arts. Yeah. And I remember even when I was little, my mom will do like plays in the church. And it was so interesting on how you could use different forms of art, um, music, graphics, plays, I don't know, like everything you could think about to just share the hope, mm -hmm. you know, share the hope and share a message with your church, with your community and with the people around your church. Yeah, And that's something I learned really early that when God gives you something to say mm. it's for yourself and for the people around you mm. and that's that's what i love about us creating our music and our videos and a lot of original stuff is just because god has given a message to us that is specifically for our church mm. and specifically for the people that hears us and it's around us and I learned that very early, um, doing plays and filming with a little camera and taking some photos and sharing that um, in my church and in my school. And then coming here and knowing that I could still use all those gifts for the Lord and for yeah. our community. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. It's interesting you say those things, Tati, because, you know, where Mike and I might might be in a lane of of music and you're a musician as well. You're a worship leader, a singer. Um, but you also bring like a different perspective to art and, and worship because we'll, I know we've been in meetings where we'll say, this is the song and mm -hmm. this is what we see. And, you know, we're never short of, of opinions. <laughs> um, uh, artists and creators never, they always have, we always have an opinion, but you, you come to the table and always maybe give a different perspective. Yeah. And I remember when we were talking about the album specifically, I know we're kind of parking on more big picture right now, but I, that's why I value you so much Tati's because you, you hear something, you see something, and you kind of have a different perspective, and it makes sense now that you you say that you grew up in a in a in a setting where you had various outlets or various expressions of art, and so 
when you think about releasing an album, there's so much more to it than just writing the song. There's also, you know, the video um, presentation, the story, like what's the thread that goes through the whole project. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's really cool to, I didn't know that was part of your background. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And now more than ever, we hear everywhere. Everything is storytelling. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. a worship album needs to have a story and Mm -hmm. everything needs to have a story. And we, for this particular um, project, um, it was very different as we're going to talk a little bit later, (laughs) but like the way we created this, it wasn't like, so this is the message and this is the story. So let's write songs about that. Mm -hmm. It was like, no, God is giving us this song. And then we found out the thread and then we found out, oh, this is the message that's Mm -hmm. going around all the lyrics and all around all the music. Um, So it was very special project since it was Mm -hmm. a little bit different. But I do love bringing a perspective of who's our listener and what's the message they're listening yeah. and how can we capture their attention and not just with music or with lyrics, but how can we also capture um, what they see and something yeah. that they want to share. Um, yeah. I love that. And Mike, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to, to talk about something in regards to this album that we released called Alive and Well. Um, Saddleback Worship released it this uh, in 2021 in September, and it kind of goes to what you were saying, Tati, about why we release music or the story behind you know writing music. And for me, I also grew up in a Pentecostal church um, for for 18 years. I was a part of a beautiful church in Central California, and I remember. 12 years old writing songs for my church. You know, I was 12 years old and I was had the privilege of being on worship team and you know, the songs that I was writing was was after hearing dad who was senior pastor talk about his message series that that month or talking about what he wanted the church to maybe we were going through the book of acts or the book of Matthew or whatever and so I was trying to find ways to write songs that were tethered to the heartbeat of the church. And so I think in a lot, and most of those songs were never heard by anyone other than our church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think the why we write um, songs and why we release songs, I think is twofold. I think first and foremost, it's what we were created to do Mm -hmm. as, as that's what our heart beats for is to, create because we were made by the ultimate creator yeah and then the second part of that is because god's because the church um the one thing that lasts forever there are songs to be written um as anthems for the church as songs to remind the church of god's goodness and it's so beautiful to see new songs and it's biblical I mean, in Psalm, you know, ninety-six, sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. It's biblical to 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 sing new songs. Um, but in regard in regards to this new album, Alive and Well, you know, Tati, you already kind of alluded to it a little bit. 
it was an interesting season. We, we were all isolated. We were all at our homes and we weren't able to have like proper planning meetings, you know, okay, this is what we're going to write about. We just, mm-hmm. we just kind of knew that our church um, was in a unique season, just like churches across the globe. And we wanted to be diligent um, with, with writing the story of our church. You know, the album's called Alive and Well. And I don't think it's by accident that, that we wrote songs that, that spoke to the nature of who God is in every season. And it spoke to the nature of the church, that the church is going to last forever. The church is going to be just fine, the bride of Christ. And so what I kind of wanted to ask you, Mikey, was um, in this specific album, we wrote these songs over Zoom during COVID season. What are what are some of the like the like the things that you look back on and you're like, wow, that was incredible. That season was incredible. And maybe some of the things that were like, that was hard to write <laughs> that often and and be that diligent during a season like COVID. Yeah. Oh man. I guess to start with the positive. Um I mean, COVID was challenging for everybody. Yeah. Um, But I think specifically for me and many of us as creators, that this is this is what we long to do. This is what we are created to do. Was to use our different giftings. I found myself, you know, yearning to create. I mean, when you're in the week to week and pre-COVID or whatever. I mean, it's just part of our regular routine. You're kind of always putting out stuff, but then you're at home and you're stuck. And yeah. And my office was my office. It, yeah. was, it was nowhere else. It was at home. I'd get out of bed, yeah. go downstairs. I'd lock myself away. And yeah. I found myself just re-falling in love with what God had given me just to create and you know, because so often we get so uh, project oriented in our creation. So it's like, all right, in six months we're going to do this, or in one month we're going to do this, or in two days now we <laughs> now we're going to do this, and um, we can get so project court uh, project oriented in our creation that um, I personally found myself not creating. Yeah, I mean, yep. just to create, like yeah. I I wasn't finding myself sitting down playing my guitar. I wasn't finding myself just sitting down at the piano and just writing music because there were so many different things to accomplish. And so I think what COVID, the positive of it for me is, is that in order to get through, I really felt like I just needed to create because it's the thing that filled me up. It's mm-hmm. the thing that made me feel you know, most connected with God in the midst of like quarantine um, and just just getting to pour out my hallelujah through songwriting, through just creating music and just being creative. Um, gosh, it got me through. And so I think, I think for a lot of us, and you could probably speak into it too, but um, I felt like we needed to. Yeah. It wasn't so much about like, let's write an album as much of like, I just needed to write. I needed to get out what I was feeling inside and what God was teaching me at the time. And I needed to get out these lines and these musical ideas. And it became so, I guess, addictive in a good way. (laughs) Like I needed it. Mm -hmm. Like I needed it just like my quiet time. Like I needed to go do that. And not because there was 
an end game of it. And right. I, and I think the end game ended up being something because we realized God had been speaking to us in right. a very unique way. And it was so cool because it there seemed it seemed to be a safe haven for us, um, being locked up in our houses, but having that time with the Lord and with each other over Zoom. And I want Tati you to maybe talk a little bit about the visuals and the the theme around the artwork because I remember I remember writing all these songs and like trying to figure out like what is the direction because like there was just so many songs written like a hundred songs um over the course of those months and i eventually started to have to pay attention to like okay what what is god saying in these songs like what's maybe some common threads because i knew when we talked tati we would want to talk about like you know what are those themes and a few of those themes didn't a few of those themes were more apparent when we sat down to talk about the artwork, you know, and that was like hilarious to me mm-hmm. because I had, I, I had, you know, and, and a few of the themes that made, made sense as the songs um, were written was this idea of God in a, in a state of uncertainty of a lot of death a lot of sorrow, a lot of um, just, uh, it was a very, it, and it still is at times, just a very hard season. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's this, the same God that was with Moses, with Abraham, the same God who <laughs> performed all of these miracles um, is active and alive today. And I think in COVID, we had to remind ourselves of that or else we would get really discouraged. And then the second theme of, of the light of Jesus, mm-hmm. this idea that our, our, the night is long and hard, but there's always the promise of dawn. There's always the promise of, of the morning, of the light of Christ. And then this third theme, which you're the one, Tati, who kind of, made it known to me was this idea of the wanderer finding his or herself home, um, the sense of home and belonging, um, home in Christ, not home in a building and being isolated at our homes, you know, that was really encouraging to know our hope wasn't in a building, it was in Jesus. That was our home, home base. And so Tati, maybe talk a little bit about, I know you and Gabo and team were, were huge part of the artwork and design and kind of the theme of the videos of that ran parallel with the project, but maybe talk a little bit about your heart um, around the visual side of the album. Yeah. Um, So maybe to give like a little behind the scenes of how we did this, um, we had a couple of meetings with a few of the team that listened to the whole album and we had this meeting where we were brainstorming um, words, concept, uh, concepts, ideas that we were feeling the songs were giving us. Mm. And a lot of them were what you just talked about. They would talk about um, nearness and coming back home and returning mm. and life and breathe and being alive and 
there being like some type of rhythm and yeah. all of those things like we were like a group of around 12 people writing down and 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 little notes or papers what we felt the songs were saying yeah and then we kind of like grouped them yeah and starting like having more opinion about those groups and it was like a collective thing of finding the thread of what this album was saying yeah um and there were some strong um concepts as you said we were we were finding uh the light in a lot of these songs and how we talk differently about the light about the light coming from god yeah. but also that coming back to him mm -hmm. um and along those lines we talked about some kind of revival because we were in the middle of it we were in the middle of the pandemic and we we're in the middle of something that felt like there was supposed to be nothing, no right. life, no movement, no nothing, because yeah. we were isolated. We were alone, like each one in our homes. And in the midst of that, God was speaking a, a new song. Yep. And that's what we felt. Oh, yeah, he's speaking like to our to this church. There's going to be revival yeah. with this. Yeah. And thinking about all those concepts, an image came to mind of like this fabric floating because like a fabric is something something inanimate like it yeah. cannot move on its own yeah. so if it's moving it's there's something else moving it and that fabric became like the interpretation of that revival that was happening yeah. in our church mm -hmm. yep and we kind of like then after we we started talking about this fabric flowing um we talk about like where is this fabric flowing? Actually, is in the middle of the desert because yeah. mm -hmm. this is where we are, where it feels like there's no life around us and like there's nothing to grab or to hold on to. But God is moving us. Yeah. And like we are that fabric that God is moving. And a lot of, uh, with the light, a lot of the ideas that came with it was this idea of, uh, multiple colors mm -hmm. and when we talked about multiple colors we talk about like diversity and like diversity in our sound and diversity in the people who sing with us and diversity of of message yeah um and we when we were talking about that um i i'm on honestly i don't remember how we someone mentioned this but we mentioned like a prism and how the prism was the best representative of something that when light comes in, color comes out. Mm -hmm. And we thought like, oh my God, yeah, how can we bring that into this um, image of uh, fabric floating <laughs> like a fabric doesn't emanate light? Mm. But we thought, well, maybe there's the message. The light comes in through our through us like the light is god jesus his word and it comes to us that we're moving and as we're moving we're showing those colors and wow. if you see the artwork you'll see that we see different colors as as a prism in the ground because even though that whole place looks like is dead because it's the desert and there's nothing yeah as we move in god's revival 
we are shining the light wow. wherever we're at. That's really wonderful. So yeah. <laughs> that's like mind blowing. <laughs> you know, it's it's like you've explained that to the team before, but hearing it again is just like so purposeful, like it was all on purpose. And I and it even made me think, Tati, of like the communication that had to happen between, you know, the team making the songs and the the visual team. Like there were so many people involved in making sure there was alignment. And I think that's another thing that was really special for, for our team was, I mean, it took dozens of people to make this happen. And it's really cool to see Jesus unifying um, people with a common goal and a message that we believe was from heaven but it took so many different types of creatives to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I can say something like um, our church, like during this time, we learn a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you go back to what we were sharing um, with our songs and as as the pandemic started, we started doing a lot of videos that we didn't used to. Right. So it was like a new area for us to explore and learn. And we started doing videos with iPhones. Yes. And then that moved to, okay, we can start meeting again, but just distant and, and save. So we started doing like on location shoots with everyone being safely distance yes <laughs> but that make gave sure it, that's on the record yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that actually now like if you look back god was preparing us yeah. for a bigger thing because yeah. if you tell me that we would do everything we did for this album before the pandemic i would say we we don't know how yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing like yeah. i have no idea how can we make this but yeah, somehow God was preparing us every mm. week and we were learning, oh, so we are filming with this cameras and this type of uh, type of um, shots work and this yeah. doesn't work and this lighting, this location works and this, um, this give this message and this doesn't. Yeah. And so we learned that for a long time. And then when we were actually deciding to make videos and content for this album is like yeah. we we had a lot because mm. we already have learned a lot yeah so we we knew oh if we want to share something like this maybe we should do a video like this maybe we should shoot it something like that yeah and um yeah it was like god moving us like step by step yeah, towards so cool. what we needed to do and we didn't see it at the time but no now, but, but, but now looking back we can see the intentionality of of what he was uh, what he was giving us the tools to to do the the task that he needed us to do in that moment yes and i think it was a unique season it was our first album together as a team so we learned a lot and mikey i i know COVID was super unique. And I kind of want to maybe approach this question of just a general, um, a more general question, not tethered to COVID, but like in the whole process, you were our point producer 
then you were you were kind of looking after the whole album, the the arc of the album, the peaks and valleys, dynamics, all of that. Not counting COVID, because I know that came with its own challenges. But like as a as the producer, what was maybe like your favorite part of the process? And then maybe what was your favorite? I know you probably have many songs that you love, mm-hmm. but like maybe a twofold question. Maybe what what was your favorite? part of the process and then also maybe a song that maybe you you felt really deeply for Ooh, um hands down um i mean hands down i've never written this much until this season so i think hands down my favorite part of the process has no doubt in my mind songwriting yeah um just writing so many times every week and um, and just seeing the fruit of, of what God was speaking to us about every time we sat down to write or every time I'd be like, oh, I have this idea, this yeah. melody and these words. What do you think, Josh? And Or vice versa, Josh would be up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> and he'd be like, I couldn't sleep. I'm such a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. But, but gosh, the songwriting was mm. just, um, I think the, the first part of my favorite part. And then the second part, I I think just getting to see the songs kind of come to life because there's, you know, kind of the songwriting portion of it. And then there's the like, all right, well now let's paint all the colors that we're going to make within the song. So all Mm -hmm. the guitar parts, all the keyboard parts, all the vocal parts and all the things that represent the song. Cause the song is at its core lyrics and a vocal and a melody with some sort of musical bedding of some sort but then there's all these other colors that get to get painted Mm. in the music and so i think i think those would be my two favorite like songwriting and then getting to see the songs come to life um i think having to uh say no to some songs yeah (laughs) was really hard hard. having written a hundred songs or so and to have so many demos to listen to and realize well I loved that song until this song came out. Right, right. <laughs> and look at the Lord blessed us with. Shoot, what are we going to do with yeah, that? You know, yep. I think uh, it was a challenge. But um, I think, I know it's the title track, but I think just Alive and Well, the song, which I think is why we decided for it to be the title track, is it felt like it It kind of wrapped everything that we're mm-hmm. saying into kind of one language and one yeah. unified message. And I think, um, gosh, that songwriting session was just, yeah. I, it's like the Lord just dropped it in our yep. laps. Um, and just those words are so fresh and yet they s- feel so familiar too, right? Yep. Like, why wouldn't we say that God's al- alive and well? But I've never heard anybody speak you know, that kind of messaging mm-hmm. before in that way. And so I think, I think that song for me is just, I, I can still listen to it at home with my kids and, you know, feel like it's such a sweet time of worship and feel so ministered to it, even having been a songwriter on it. Yeah. No, I, I resonate with that. I do. I'm the same way. I have like two favorite parts of the process. The first part is the writing of the song, like the raw, you know, first rough piano voice memo that's like 
I'll probably never be more excited than that. <laughs> like I love seeing the songs come to life, but when you when the song first is written, it's almost like you can't stop listening to the voice memo. My wife is tired of hearing the voice memo. <laughs> She's like, I just keep playing it over because I'm just so grateful for that gift. I mean, mm-hmm. you started with there was nothing, and then there was something, and it's like really cool to 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 experience that. And then the second part is. So if there are any churches listening that write songs or want to write songs, this is a practice that I've really fell in love with over the past handful of years is um, theology checks. So every time we write a song that we know we're going to release it, we set, I send it to um, our teaching one of our teaching pastors. Um, and so I'll say we write a song and... I just always want to get it in front of, obviously, John Cassette, our worship pastor, but then also, um, like, for instance, Tom Holiday, I'll send him the lyrics and, and a demo to it, and and he'll respond with any notes um, if, there are, if there are any questions he has, and that just allows us to be in line um, theologically. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like I can breathe a bit <laughs> easier knowing that, you know, we've, we've, refer- we've cross-referenced, we've you know, submitted ourselves under, under people who have been walking with the Lord for a long time. And Mm -hmm. I, I love that part of the process. And I, and I, I, I've never forgotten to do it because I, I so value it for our team and making sure we have that covering. And I think for the song and hopefully we're able to tell this story soon. Um, um, but there was a song on the album called again and again and um i have so many favorites from this project it's really hard to nail down one song but if there was one song where i was like that was a total god moment Mm. a total like did not see that coming was probably again and again and and we we had written this song and off off a whim sent it to our brother joshua who's one of our worship pastors at, at our south bay campus and he put his vocal on on the demo. He went in his room or closet or wherever he records his vocals, and he literally sang two takes, and they were flawless because he's incredible. <laughs> and on the same mic that on, we're on the same mic that we're recording this podcast <laughs> yeah. on. And um, he, uh, we got it back, and. We and then a, f- a few weeks later, it wasn't that much long after that he contracted the virus, and our church was like desperately in prayer for his life. Um, he was admitted to the ICU, he was in really bad shape, and you guys know he was given a 10% chance to live, I believe, is it was what the doctors were saying. And as we were listening to the songs for the album this song started to play and I was a wreck because the words he was singing was come now and breathe on me, awaken me, Jesus. Those were Mm -hmm. literally the words he was singing Mm -hmm. on the chorus. And the room just felt like, Oh my goodness, Lord, are you, what are you trying to say? Like that is, it was almost like a prophetic moment where he was singing over his own situation and praise God, he's doing better today and, and, and is recovering. 
but we kept that vocal on the album. We kept that demo vocal he recorded at his home when we put it on the album. But I think just the story of that song and how that all shaped out, I just still can't get over the goodness of the Lord in that mm-hmm. and that whole situation of of Joshua didn't didn't know he was about to walk through that. He was just putting his vocal down on it because we asked him to. And I believe God stirred up faith in us as a community and saw a miracle um, happen right in front of us. But that was probably my favorite. Um, I'm really hoping that you don't ask me what's my favorite song because you guys, <laughs> like, I was like, Alive and Well and again and again. Alive and Well and again and again. Like, <laughs> it's so it's so funny because I was literally going to ask you that. Um, I'm like, oh, my God, they already said it. Alive and well and again. No, I have so many favorites, but I I know I heard Alive and Well when it was still a demo because mm. we wanted to, like, start listening to the song to, like know where where the album was heading and i couldn't stop like we had it on repeat that whole Mm. weekend i was like oh my god this song is amazing the church won't stop singing this song because it's so good and then again and again like the first time i heard it um i believe uh joshua was already on the hospital so Mm I, I yeah, I cried the first time I heard it, and it's it's, it's such a good song. Like you, as you said, it, it is a prophetic um, mm-hmm. lyric over himself, but you know, over a lot of people that mm. we know need that breath mm-hmm. of Jesus. So good. Yeah, I think before we end our time, I want to maybe ask Mike and then Tati the same question before we. Um, and then I, I can close this, but I just want to maybe end with like through this, through the album and just through your time creating for the church, maybe what's something that you've learned in the last year that you, you'll always remember and it, that maybe carries, carries you into the next season of creating. Cause I feel like creating has seasons too. Like it always feels like because the church has different seasons, creatives have different seasons and we're always learning from one season to the next. But maybe from the album, Mike, what have you learned? And I'm kind of putting you on the spot. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to ask. Because I, I see your eyes. I've, oh. I've done ministry with these guys long enough. They're like giving me the, eye, the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, either of you can go first, but maybe what's, what's a takeaway you've learned Um either from Alive and Well, the album, or just creating this past year that has encouraged you or something you can take to the next season? Okay, well, Mikey thinks (laughs) I might share something. Um, So we're a team of creative. And when we have so many creatives... Um, we usually, as you said, all of us have opinions, yeah. <laughs> but what I've learned is we need to be very intentional about what we put out. Um, everything like talking about everything, about music, videos, artwork, um, even if we're doing a teaser, a lyric video, whatever content you're creating, 
um, you need to be very intentional about it because as you create, you start hearing a lot of opinions that it they're just what people like, you know, like, oh, yeah, because I, I would like this or I would like that. And this is what we put out is not a message about what people like. Mm-hmm. It's a message of what God wants to tell his church. Yeah. So we got to make sure that we're very intentional with little things like colors and fonts mm-hmm. and type of videos. And so we create things that are part of the message and are not just cool things to create yeah. or mm-hmm. they are the trend. So we got to do it. No, like be intentional about because ev- you're already putting a lot of effort. <laughs> you better make sure that it's the right thing to do so be intentional about what you choose to put out and as i said i learned that needs to be part of everything like if you're doing a video if you're doing a lyric video if you're doing artwork um don't let things um be decided by what people like Mm. yeah because yeah otherwise you'll be running around with people's opinions and yep. you know when you have a clear message from god you don't need a hundred opinions you know yep. you'll see the clear thing if you're intentional that's good tati mm. what about you mike gosh that's so good yeah good luck following that <laughs> <laughs> but i do have to kind of piggyback off of that I'll, just a little bit and then i'll share maybe more but um again back to kind of what i shared a little bit earlier i think songwriting and just creating took off all these these boxes that I had around what I needed to do like mm. whether it was writing a song or just like playing my guitar or what whatever it was it kind of took off all these like it has to fit within this box so it has to be for this deadline and for this project and for this I learned this diligence to just sit and create without anybody's opinions around it. And I think that's a lot of, you know, the songwriting for this album kind of came out of, we were just putting to words, putting the words that were from our heart out on pen and paper. And we kind of took off this, this, you know, we have to do an album. We have to do an album. We have to do an album. We, We didn't have to do an album. We just started writing. And I think... I want to stay there going forward. I don't want to I don't want to cultivate this this idea that we need to make records. Like I don't want to cultivate this idea that we need to write the best songs because we got to keep up with an album now mm. that we have an album out. Like I want to write songs that are that God is speaking to us about for our church first and foremost at the core of it. And I want to stay there in the future. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't, can't remember. I think it was, was it Kyle, um, Kyle Smith? He posted something about, um, uh, he was at his church where he grew up in his youth group and, and he's pr- part of a great ministry, vertical worship. And was it Kyle Smith? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can cut this part out if it's not accurate. <laughs> Whoever it was. Posted about how you know they're doing some really wonderful things uh, in a ministry, and he was back at his church where he remembers the simple, 
the simple act of worship and growing up in youth group when there weren't uh, albums and there weren't ticket sales and there weren't all these different things that are wonderful and just kind of reminded of the simplicity of why we were created to worship. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and praise God for albums and technology and all the things that we get to do. But I just don't, I think what COVID has taught me is to remember why I do everything that I do, why, why I create. So good. For the purpose of creating and, and mirroring my creator. It's really good. And that kind of mirroring, being the mirror, like creating because our creator is a creator, you know, is, is kind of the ending thing that I want to leave with. Um, you know, we've spent time talking about why we write as at Saddleback Church. We talked a little bit about the album and the season that came out of but as as we wrap up, like if you're listening and you are um, a worship pastor or a songwriter at a church or you know wherever you're at, um, I just want to affirm that it matters. That as you put put pen to paper and as you as you're up at two a.m. fighting for that lyric, mm-hmm. or you're you know, on your computer and, and trying to figure out the best artwork to facilitate that song or, or story that, that is in, in the life of your church and maybe taking your church to the next season, it all matters. And if we've ever needed the creatives to, to help, um, and to write that story for the church, it's now coming out of a season where it was really hard. It was hard to create, but it brings to life um, the work that Jesus is doing in the church, locally and globally. It's representing our creator. It's telling a preferred future um, of where Jesus is taking his bride. And so... I just encourage you, if you're a songwriter, you're an artist, you're a a designer, today we specifically talked about albums and songs, but it's bigger than that too. It's it's the creatives in the church. And we believe in songwriting, we believe in albums and singles because we believe that God uses um, creatives um, to tell about a better tomorrow and to to paint a picture of what Jesus is doing in the church. And so that can look many different ways. Again, I was 12 years old in a in a small church in the, in central California and I just wrote songs for my church to sing and they were never released. So you know, it could be big, it could be small, it can be anywhere in between, but use the gifts that God has given you. Um, not for your glory or, or for, or for, you know, your, um, for you to grow and for you to be recognized, but for the glory of God and for, um, the health of his church and for his church to, um, to last and to be vibrant and beautiful. So Tati, Mikey, good spending some time with you. 
Yes. It was good to be here. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> take care. Wow, I really hope that that conversation really blessed you and encouraged you today. You know, I loved how Tati shared that when God puts something on your heart, it's often for other people too. I just wanted to stand up and shout amen when I heard her say that because it's so true that when he lays something on your heart, it's often what's best for your whole team or your family. You know, his plans are always good for all of us, not just one of us at any given moment. And I loved how she shared that and actually how that particular team has lived that out and even how one great idea leads to another great idea or even a a medium okay idea leads to the next great idea or good idea so really thankful for that team thanks for listening to that today hey before we leave just a reminder you can always stay connected with us in a few different ways first of all stay up to date with saddleback worship's original music wherever you stream your music also we love to hear from you We love to hear your questions, episode ideas, and ways that we can serve you. So just email us at leadwithworship at saddleback.com. And lastly, this podcast is just one of the many podcasts produced by Saddleback Church. We have the Doable Discipleship Podcast, The Well, and more. So be sure to check out those links in the episode description. Hey, we're so glad we got to spend time with you again today, and we'll uh, look forward to seeing you the next time on Lead With Worship. 